Most problems can disappear if you learn how to discern God's voice for yourself and in your life. Yes, God is still speaking, and it's mission critical that you understand how to discern his voice from all the noise that's out there so you can follow the right voice. Stick around and get a clear compass so you can understand how God speaks and what his voice sounds like so you can discern his voice for yourself. This will help you discern his voice from all the other voices, from all the other noise that's out there. And guys, I have found that when you understand this, when you know how God speaks and you can easily recognize and learn how to discern, how to hear and how to tune into his voice, you can get momentum in life. Things start to accelerate on the path that he has ordained for you to walk on. Let's get into it. This is Raising the Standard, Leadership, Mindset, and Development for the Ambitious Christian Man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Raising the Standard Leadership Mindset and Development for You, the Kingdom Man. All right, guys, we're answering a big question today. What does God's voice sound like? What does God sound like when he speaks? And this is not going to be a thorough book. This is going to be filled with footnotes and all sorts of stuff to build a huge case for why God is speaking and how he's speaking. I want to equip you with one critical thing that you have to understand so you can easily recognize God's voice. So let's start with this. Yes, God is still speaking today. I don't know where you're listening from, what stream of Christianity you subscribe to or have been a part of. If that statement scares you, I want to let you know this is a safe environment. This is a safe atmosphere. And let me tell you why. Because we're not talking about God adding extra biblical information that's going to change what's written in the written word. The written word is our standard. The Bible, the logos, is the measuring rod for how we discern God's voice in our individual situations. So if you're nervous that Josh is going to start talking about what the next bowl, the last trumpet, all these extra things that I could potentially bring in or tell you when Jesus is coming back, we're not talking about any of that. It's not extra biblical. I'm going to be talking about how you can be equipped, how you can be empowered to hear God's voice for yourself. So guys, we have powerful promises in the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. Can I just tell you, the Bible is something I esteem so much. Jesus is the word made flesh and the word, the living word and the Bible, the logos, the written word is so powerful. If you guys have been listening to the show, if you know anything about what I teach, what I train, how I work with men individually and in groups, it's all grounded in biblical meditation. It's all grounded in what God is speaking, what he's already said. And then we want to couple that with what he's saying to you specifically in your sphere of influence and in your specific situation. When we're talking about job changes, when we're talking about a choice in front of you, and you don't know if you go to the right or if you go to the left, we don't know if you enter door number one or door number two. 
We're talking about geographical changes. What if there's something coming up where you're you're thinking about moving or there's a new opportunity? Last week's episode was titled Good or God. If you didn't check it out, go back and listen to it. But we talk about how do you discern because there's so many good opportunities, but we want to follow the God opportunities. So we are looking for the Lord to speak to us, to break into our situation and guide us. And we have that promise in scripture that he will guide us. He will lead us into all truth. And so we want to know specifically for the situation you find yourself in right now, for the decision that's on the horizon, for something that's coming up with a major life change and even the minor stuff, even the small stuff. I believe God's concerned with all of it. And we want to be equipped to understand how to make those choices. So in John chapter 10, Jesus makes a phenomenal statement. It's so powerful. It's so awesome. I'm just going to read it to you. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And then it goes on to say a stranger, they simply will not follow, but they'll flee from him. They'll flee from strangers because they do not know the voice of strangers. So we have a promise here that we can be safe. We can be secure in learning and listening to the voice of the shepherd. But that means you have to follow him because this is all predicated on the sheep knowing the shepherd and following him. He says, they know my voice. I know them and they follow me. So are you following God? One of the prerequisites to understand his voice and to discern it will be, are you following him? Are you walking in uprightness? Are you walking in righteousness? That means right standing with God. Are you walking after the spirit and not just the lust of your flesh? Because if you're just doing your own thing, you're not going to be able to discern God's voice. So it's really important that our starting point is that we're in a relationship with God. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means our heart is right, our affection set on him, our devotion set on him, and we're seeking to please him. We're seeking to do his will, and we're also seeking to hear from him so we know how to act, what decisions to make, and how to get the answer for the specific situation that we find ourselves in. So guys, that's a promise from Jesus. That's a prophetic promise that his sheep hear his voice. That means you and I. We are allowed to hear the voice of the Lord. Yes, we hear it through scripture, but we also can hear with our spiritual senses. We have five natural senses. We also have spiritual senses. In Romans chapter eight, there's this phenomenal statement that Paul makes. It's such a powerful chapter where he says the sons of God are led by God. That means as a son, you can take faith You have a promise that you're being led by God as you walk with God. And again, Romans 8 is all about walking in the spirit. It's all about following him and being conformed to his image. So again, when I'm in right standing, I can have faith that I'm being led by God. So we want to discern his voice so we know how to be led. So here it is, guys. I'm going to give you the key. I'm going to give you one thing today, but it's very powerful and it will help you discern understand, and recognize God's voice for yourself. Okay, here it is. God always speaks to you from your future. God is future present oriented. That means when you hear his voice, it always has the future attached to it. The way he sees you, and let's be clear, the way God sees us is often very different than the way we see ourselves. Why? 
because we're carrying around junk, because we have limiting beliefs, because we beat ourselves up, because you're walking around with condemnation, because there's all sorts of stuff from your past that's in your soul, it's in your mind, your will, your emotions, all past traumas, all that stuff's there until you get healed and you are able to clear that stuff out and God restores you. But a lot of us are carrying around stuff from yesterday. We're carrying around broken things. And because of that, we play these soundtracks in our mind. We play these things. We listen to these other voices in the form of self-talk, in the form of the enemy influencing us, in the form of comparison or whatever voice you're listening to. And those voices derail you. Those voices tell you a different soundtrack than the way God is speaking to you. So God always speaks from your future to your present. He always sees you from a future state. He sees you the way that you truly are. So God always sees us from a future present orientation. Now, let me give you a couple scriptures because I want to back this up. I want to show this to you because this is the way Jesus related to men on the earth. This is the way Jesus spoke to his team. And I'll give you a few examples right now. In Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus is addressing Peter and he says, who do you say that I am? Peter responds and he says, you are the Christ. You are the son of God. And, and Jesus responds to Peter and calls him a rock. He actually calls him a piece of the big rock. Everyone says that Peter's the rock. He's actually a stone. He's a piece of the rock. Christ is the big rock. Peter is also a rock. And he's speaking to Peter from a future state, the way he sees Peter acting in the future, the prophetic promise that's over Peter's life. And he's making this prophetic declaration saying that he will build his church with Peter. So he's talking to Peter from his future. Now, here's the thing. Right after that, Peter's not in that future state right now, by the way, because we see in just a couple verses later in the same exact chapter, what happens? Peter steps into the natural realm. He tells Christ he can never go to the cross. God forbid this. I'm not going to let it happen. And he gets rebuked. Peter gets in his flesh and then he gets rebuked by Jesus, where Jesus even says, get behind me, Satan. So we can see that even though Peter's intentions were good, that Jesus still had to correct him. So just because he spoke to him in a future present orientation a few verses before that doesn't mean Peter is there yet. He's not there yet, but he will get there. That's just one example of how God always sees you from your future. He always speaks to you from where you are going, where you are, and where he sees you in the plan of your destiny. When Jesus meets Nathaniel, he calls him out and he gives him a word of knowledge. He basically says, I already saw you under the fig tree. And he starts talking to Nathaniel about what he was doing prior to meeting with Jesus. Jesus is reading his mail. He's giving him a word of knowledge. That's one of the gifts of the spirit. And Jesus says to Nathaniel that if you think this is amazing, that I can tell you what you were doing before we met, you will see greater things. You're going to do greater things. So that's a promise to Nathaniel. He's seeing him from his future. Nathaniel has no idea what journey he's about to embark on as a disciple. Can you just think about this? It's day one of meeting Jesus. You're about to follow him in an itinerant ministry for the next three and a half years. Then you're going to be launched as an apostle. You're going to build the church in century one. Nathaniel had no idea what was in store for him, but Jesus saw exactly what Nathaniel would be doing. And that's the way he relates to Nathaniel. That's the way he speaks to him. And that's where he speaks to him from. You will be doing greater things than this. So guys, it's always future present. God speaks to you from where he sees you. And that's the way he sees you. All right, so we have to contrast this with the other voices because there is another voice in your head. There's the voice of the enemy. There's the voice of your flesh, the voice of your mind. And like I said, for all these different reasons, we have these 
thoughts in our head. This is why we are told to renew our mind. So we are focused on God's word, solid, established in his word, and able to hear him. So we won't listen to the voice of another. That includes our own thoughts, but also the thoughts of the enemy. So let's contrast the voice of God with the other voices, because if God is future oriented and he's always future present, do you know what happens with us? We end up being past present. That's the way we're oriented, or so many men are. You're past present. You're speaking to yourself. Your self-talk is rooted based on your experiences, things that have already happened. And when we renew our mind, we see that God and we start to get a glimpse and we can start to train our mind, renew our mind to see ourselves from a future state. So when you're in a past present state, this is what it sounds like. You start saying, you'll never be able to do this because fill in the blank, whatever it is for you. That might be because you failed before, because you're not good enough, because nothing ever works for you, because everything you touch loses. Everything you touch fails. It just doesn't grow. And if you have that experience, if you have negative words in your life, if you have the words of the enemy, if you have other people in your life that cast doubt on you, that said you can never amount to anything, that came against you and you had to fight through that stuff, that stuff can be hanging over you. And that's a past present voice, always trying to pull you back and never letting you launch into your future. You need to recognize that and cut that off. Here's a critical demarcation I want to make between the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy or the voice of ourself, which is not the Lord's voice. And it has to do with this, the voice of the enemy and a lot of our self-talk, our negative thoughts. And by the way, there's a lot of data on this. Humans are always constantly having self-talk go on. There's always a soundtrack playing in your mind. There's always something going on, a voice telling you what you can do, what you can't do, what you think. And it's running constantly. If you look at the data on this, it's amazing how many thoughts we get per day. And the majority of them for most people are negative. So that's what most people are playing in their mind. And with that negativity, here's one way to always delineate the voice of the enemy. It always comes with condemnation and condemnation will tell you you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. God won't do that for you. He'll do it for someone else, but that will never work for you. Condemnation brings a sense of hopelessness. There's never hope attached to condemnation. Think about the word, you're condemned. Mostly it's used in the reference of you're condemned to die. It's like final, it's over, that's it. That's the condemnation. There's nothing more that can be done. And that's a lie that attacks so many men because of past mistakes and bad choices. However, God brings redemption. God restores and he redeems. And when he speaks, he speaks from the future. Now, let's talk about this issue of sin. What if you're not walking in right standing? What if you make mistakes? What if you're still growing and you're not in that place where you're walking in the spirit? Well, that's a decision you can make. So choose to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you're struggling with sin, God's still going to speak to you. But what you may feel is conviction. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. So conviction is different than condemnation. So let's just flesh this out really quick because condemnation, there's no hope. But with conviction, that's God's way of saying, I want you to change. It's when he points his finger on something and says, this is not right. And you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. God's leading you. He's speaking to you to change your ways. But with that conviction, there's always a sense of hope. I can change. It's an invitation and I need to change my ways. 
And if you don't change, you start to harden your heart and that's a different scenario. But God still will continue to convict to get you to turn, to bring you to repentance so you can live the life that he has planned for you. So here's my question for you. What voice are you partnering with today? Are you partnering with negative self-talk? Are you partnering with the voice of the enemy that brings condemnation? Are you partnering with these other voices from your past that said you're not good enough? And no matter what you do, this is your situation. It will never change. This is what it is. You're in this stress. You're in this constant state of feeling behind, feeling overwhelmed, feeling tension. You're not happy with your status in life, with where you are, with your family situation, with your work life, with wherever you are. And when you're there, it brings no hope. So you have to fix your eyes on what is God saying? Where is he leading me? And how can I start to understand his voice and how he's speaking to me so I can start to orient myself towards the future that he has in mind for me? So most self-limitation and disbelief and unbelief, it comes from listening to the wrong message over and over and over. If you find yourself thinking small, playing small and limiting yourself, it's most likely all about your thought life. You're listening to a voice in your head. You're listening to a soundtrack over and over. That's not the voice of your father. So we open this with John 10, where Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So whose voice are you listening to? So guys, I'm going to give you a really practical exercise that I want you to do. If you're serious about orienting yourself to the voice of the Lord. If you're serious about understanding the difference between these other voices and taking a personal inventory, I'm going to give you a really practical tool you can do right now. Take a piece of paper, commit yourself for a certain amount of time. Do it for a day if you can, but even if you do it for half a day or a few hours, that would work as well. And I want you to start logging a journal of your thought life. Every time you get a thought, just write it down. And then at the end of the day, I want you to look at the thoughts that you had. And I want you to identify which ones were God thoughts, which ones came from the voice of the Lord in your life, orienting you towards your future and your destiny, and which ones were limiting, which ones were negative, which ones inflict harm to you, and which ones can you identify that that's not the voice of the Father. That is a great practical exercise you can do to start to identify and release those negative thoughts and start focusing on what God thinks about you. Now, I talked about spiritual senses here and your spiritual senses, this is referenced in Hebrews, I think it's chapter five, talks about we have spiritual senses and the way we exercise, talks about exercising, training your spiritual senses, it happens through reason of use. So the more you use your spiritual senses, the more in tune they get, the more strong they get. It's like going to the gym. So how do you do that? Josh, give me something practical that I can do so I can hear the voice of the Lord for myself more and more and start to identify his voice and start to hear him speak more clearly in my life. Well, here's what you can do. You need to train. The best way to train is by getting in your word. And I do this and I train the men I work with to do this through biblical meditation. It's finding a passage of scripture and meditating on it, chewing on it, really listening to what God's saying, extracting the spiritual nutrition and sustenance so I understand. So the word goes in me 
and I can start to understand the way God speaks. And then he puts oil on it. What do I mean by that? He illuminates the verse to me. He starts speaking to me through the verse. He starts inspiring my thoughts. I start hearing him clearly in other situations throughout the day, throughout my decisions, because I'm constantly putting in the word of God. I'm constantly walking in the spirit and I'm praying and I'm feeding that. So as I feed my spirit, my spirit grows. As I wrap this up, I'm trusting this was really practical. I'm trusting this is something that even if you know this, it's always good to hear it, that God is speaking to me for my future. You know, we know in the word of God, there's multiple instances, but we know the Jeremiah verse where God says, I know the plans I have towards you to give you a hope, to give you an expected end. He wants to establish you. He wants to prosper you. He wants you to encounter success. And what I mean by that is biblical success. That's thriving in the place that he puts you in. It's different than worldly success. It doesn't look the same way. It's not exactly material success. It can have elements of prosperity, but I'm talking about being in the right place at the right time to do the things that he's calling you to do. That is what we want as men of God. So to equip you with this, I have taken a group of men through a course that I've created, it's actually an experience. It's a challenge. It's called the Kingdom Driven Man Challenge. And in this challenge, I break down the morning routines, the protocols, the things I use in my life and that I have the guys that work with me, I have them use these exact protocols as well. And what I do is I take the guesswork out of it. Usually what we hear is generic advice like pray and read your Bible. Well, that's great advice. It's solid. No one can push back against that. However, Pray and read your Bible doesn't always hit the mark for most men. We're like, okay, how long do I pray? What do I pray? What's it supposed to look like? Am I doing it right? What do I read? Am I doing the Bible in a year plan? Like, how do I start to hear the voice of the Lord? How do I start to focus on getting into this state of being that you're talking about, Josh? And how can I start taking territory in life? Well, I've developed a very specific plan. It's a 40-day challenge. I give you all the groundwork. I'm going to teach you biblical meditation. I'm going to teach you very specific protocols. It's like a spiritual trainer for your spirit. So you can start to hear the voice of the Lord and get into that space where you unlock peace in your life and you unlock hearing and your spiritual senses are activated so you can follow the Lord for yourself. If you're interested in that, I'll drop the link below. It's called the Kingdom Driven Man Challenge and it's 40 days of spiritual missions. So you wake up, you do the protocols. It's all spelled out for you. I'll even give you what to read, what to meditate on and how to do it step by step. And included in that, I have some workouts because I truly believe that to be the man God created and called you to be, you need to be training your whole entire being. It starts with the spirit first. It's also the soul, the mind, will, and emotion realm. And then it is entailing physical training as well because we are stewards of our body and the Lord commands us to honor our temple. So if you're interested in that, I'll drop the link below. That'll be a really practical way for you to get started. And I want you to use what I gave you today so you can understand and unlock the Lord's voice in your life starting today. Let's get after it. Hey guys, I got a quick announcement to make. If you feel that you're in the gap between where you are right now and where you're supposed to be in life, that place that God has promised you, that promised land that he has for you, then I want to invite you into the Unfair Advantage Challenge. It's an 11-day email training content that I've never shared on this platform before. And I'm doing this because I want to equip you and teach you how to access the unfair advantage that God gives all men who are walking with him. But here's the thing. Many men never access it. Many men never reach their promised land and many men never reach their full potential. 
That's why I'm doing this. So go to accessyouradvantage.com, sign up for the training, and you will get equipped with the strategy, the mindset, and the tools so you can unlock and access the unfair advantage that God has for you. Let's get after it.